This episode of Girlfriends is brought to you in part by Lenten emails from DanielleBean.com. Thousands of subscribers enjoyed daily inspirational emails for Advent this past year, and now I'm pleased to offer the same service for Lent. The idea is simple. In five minutes a day, you can deepen your faith and grow closer to Jesus during the spiritual season of Lent. Each email contains a brief reflection with totally doable prompts to pray, fast, and give, along with inspirational music selections for every day of Lent. That's over 40 days of encouraging, inspiring emails delivered straight to your inbox each morning for the low subscription price of just $7. All proceeds go to support the production of this podcast and other ministries of DanielleBean.com. Make a small commitment that can make a big difference this Lent. For more information or to sign up, go to DanielleBean.com slash Lent. See you in your inbox. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. How are you doing this week? I'm still recovering from the cold. I got on top of the last cold that I was recovering from still when I got this cold. So my voice is sounding a little hoarse. I like to think of it as bringing out my inner Stevie Nicks, and I really let loose with the hymns at Mass this evening. Um, So sorry about that. (laughs) This is all I have for a voice. We're talking about Lent this week, and it's about to get started here. Maybe you're even already in Lent by the time you're listening to this. So I just wanted to kind of talk about some creative ideas for Lent. I know every year when we get to Lent, I'm kind of like, well, looking for creative ideas, Googling ideas, and we tend to come back to the same things. We definitely do um, a Mardi Gras celebration, a funny thing, just uh, this past weekend, my littlest guy, Danny, asked me if we could do Fat Tuesday on Monday this year, because he said, every year we have a lot of, you know, treats and snacks and a little bit of a party on Mardi Gras, but then on Ash Wednesday, he's not allowed to enjoy any of the leftovers. So he wants a fat Monday followed up by a fat Tuesday with leftovers. And I just uh, might accommodate him in that. So whether it's fat Monday or fat Tuesday, or you're in the throes of your Lent, uh, I thought we could maybe just share some creative ideas for Lent, because sometimes we're challenged to take on something big. We think, you know, it's a, it's 40 days, here's our chance, you know, we're going to gain some wisdom or lose some weight or develop a spiritual life in a new way. And, you know, the years where I've tried to take on something overwhelmingly large, I think, have not always borne the most fruit. When What's borne the most fruit is when I do something smaller, doable, that can sort of gently and slowly become a habit for me and for my family. So um, some of the ways that I try to make it simpler is I look at what the church teaches us about Lent. And what the church teaches us is that there are three aspects of Lent that we need to pay attention to, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So I try to break that down myself and make sure that whatever we're doing for Lent is going to incorporate those three things. So praying, fasting, and giving. So let's start with praying. I think it's helpful to add something to your prayer life as a family, as your, as an individual. 
um, maybe with your husband or uh, maybe with a friend, just add something of prayer to what you're already doing. Maybe you're already a prayer rock star and you're doing a daily rosary and you're praying the divine office and whatever it is, add something to that. Add something new. Maybe look at a new devotion that you might consider taking on during the 40 days of Lent. It's a great opportunity to develop a new habit, to familiarize yourself with a new devotion. And if you're not a prayer rock star, if you're somewhere less than that, as most of us are, then find something else, find something small to add what to what you are doing. Maybe you're already doing nighttime prayers with your family. Maybe you want to add morning prayers with your family or morning prayers by yourself. You know, you could maybe pick a day of the week and commit to attending daily mass or adoration on that day, either by yourself or as a family. Also, the idea of confession, it's an important thing to think about during Lent. Maybe set aside certain days at the start of Lent and commit to going to confession on those, whether you think you need it or not. We all need it. So um, I know some people that committed to going once a week during Lent when they weren't really in the habit of going to confession, and that made it more of a regular thing for them. And it was it was much more of a habit that they were able to keep up even after Easter time. You might add something to your family mealtime grace. If you're saying grace before meals, that's great. You might just add something short and sweet. You might say, glory, love, and thanksgiving be to the sacred heart of Jesus. Amen. Just a short little thing like that, or something you might even make up. Maybe think of someone, a deceased member of your family that you might pray for at each grace. Like I said, just keeping it simple. Or maybe you could learn the Divine Mercy Chaplet or read the Psalms. You know, part of what I really love about being Catholic is that there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff. I've been Catholic all of my life, and I'm still learning about all the awesome stuff that's out there, all the different devotions that there are. If one doesn't particularly click with you, that's fine. There are thousands of others. So, you know, reading the Psalms is really a beautiful way to start your day. I committed to doing that one Lent, and it was a beautiful exercise for me that didn't take a ton of time. You know, it's that's what I think gets in the way sometimes is we think, okay, I'm going to do, you know, morning, noon, and evening prayers all through Lent, or I'm going to get to daily Mass every day. And then when we fall short of that, we kind of beat ourselves up about it. And that's not what God wants for you. That's not what He wants for you during the season of Lent. He wants you to be making those small steps, that forward progress that's so important. He wants you to be moving closer to Him, one small step at a time. So with small steps in mind, you might learn a new prayer as a family. I found that it's really nice when we memorize something together, whether it's a, a part of Scripture. You might take a passage from Scripture that um, has a certain appeal to you. You might memorize a passage of Scripture that has to do with Easter and make it your goal to have it memorized by Easter together as a family. The times when we've done that, I've really loved it because a side effect of it is as we're practicing these things, it, you know, it feels like school, you're working through them together. But I would have my kids practice together, they would practice with me, then I would memorize it as a result of working on these passages with them. And a beautiful result of that was that our home was filled with scripture. What a beautiful side effect that, you know, as we're as I'm doing chores around the house, I hear my kids reciting scripture to each other. And I really think there's a beautiful thing that comes from memorizing scripture when you 
commit those words to heart. These are God's words, and they're beautiful. And committing them to heart really just kind of brings them inside you and gives you a new way of pondering them, a new way of feeling like they belong to you, can give much deeper meaning to some of the most common passages of Scripture. So you might consider memorizing a psalm that you particularly like, or one that's new, or um, some other passage that appeals to you, or a favorite hymn. It's nice if you're musically inclined, you might like to learn a new hymn as a family, and that's a beautiful way to pray. Or you might purchase some new music. That would be a new way of your family kind of adding a prayerful atmosphere. You might buy some music on iTunes or or find a new artist on Spotify or something, and you could just play that during a certain time of your day and commit to that. And that can be a beautiful way and a natural way to add prayer to your Lent. Another prayerful practice that really is very Lenten is the Stations of the Cross. And if you're not familiar with the Stations of the Cross, your parish is probably offering them on Fridays during Lent. So check out your your bulletin, check out a local parish if you don't happen to have it at yours. And that's a, a way that you can really focus on the passion of Jesus, the way that he suffered for us. It's a wonderful way to grow closer to Jesus through his suffering, to really focus on what the themes of Lent are, and to make your Fridays special in a particular way. The stations are really a a great way to recognize Fridays as different during the season of Lent. The other part of Lent is fasting. Now, this is the one that gets the most playtime, right? This is what people talk about. What are you giving up, right? What are you giving up? Are you giving up TV? Are you giving up chocolate? Are you giving up sugar in your coffee? Or whatever it is, fasting is really what people think about when they talk about what they're going to do for Lent. And for sure, we do this at our house. Um, It's kind of a no-brainer. We just don't do desserts and sweets and candy and soda and that sort of thing during Lent. And that's something we do as a family. And I'm not buying it. I'm not bringing it into the house. You know, older kids have access to it, so it's it's on them. But for the most part, it's something that we just kind of make our baseline for Lent, that we're not going to be indulging in those things during Lent. And I find it's helpful to have a baseline like that, just to have a no-brainer part of your Lent, something that we're all going to do definitely together, so that if all else fails, at least you're doing that much. And um, for me this year, Lent came a little early because I started a low-carb diet together with my husband. I'm doing it mostly out of solidarity and support for him because that's a way that he really likes to uh, commit to eating healthier, to kind of get his eating habits under control. And of course, I needed that too because, uh, you know, we had fallen into bad habits of potato chips and, you know, the salty snacks and just too much of that going on. And um, this was a way to kind of cleanse from it, you know, cold turkey. And so we've been doing that together for about a week now. And so I'm getting a head start on Lent in that regard. And it definitely feels like fasting. There's no sugar about it. So really, the no sugar this Lent is going to be a no brainer, but it might not be sugar for you. It might be something different um, that you want to fast from together during Lent. You might try to fast in different ways. I know, you know, definitely you're not to eat meat on Fridays during Lent. Most people know that. But you might add another day during the week that you're not going to eat meat. And on that day, you might decide to try a new food together, a a new non-meat food, a new recipe. It's a nice way to get your family to kind of branch out a little bit. 
And with the commitment that we're going to try this and maybe we're not going to like it, but that's part of what we're we're sacrificing during this Lenten season. It's a good way to save money as well. And we'll get to the almsgiving next. But other people fast from social media. That's a nice way to kind of add some quiet to your Lent. One thing I did last year that worked out great, it was painful as heck, and I still can't decide if I want to do it again this year. But what I did last Lent was on my phone, I took off all the social media apps. So everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the stuff that was uh, distracting during the days. And I put a bunch of prayer apps on there. I put uh, the relevant radio app, which was a nice addition, and uh, a few different apps that I, you know, I'll, I'll actually link some in the, in the show notes because there are a lot of great ones out there that have beautiful prayers and readings and reflections for you. And so what I found was, you know, I have this habit, and a lot of us do, of every time there's downtime, whether you're standing in line at the grocery store or you're waiting to pick up your kids somewhere, that you just pull out your phone without even thinking about it and start going through it. And, you know, browsing mindlessly through Instagram or whatever it is that you have on your phone. And this exercise made me realize just how much I was doing that in my days. And so I would find that I'd pick up my phone, go like, you know, just out of habit without even thinking about it. And then, oh yeah, those apps aren't on there. And then those other apps were on there. So if I really needed something to spend the time with, then I could add a little prayer time to those five minutes that I had in between chores or whatever it was. And that was very eye-opening for me because like I said, it made me realize just how often I was doing that with my phone, which was not a healthy habit. And I didn't get off of social media altogether. I still let myself go on the computer. I would check out Facebook, but it was much less appealing. It was much less in the moment. I would have to really kind of commit like, now I'm going to go on Facebook rather than just doing it mindlessly. So that was a great exercise for me. And now that I've just described it, I think I'm going to have to do it again this year because (laughs) I'm just remembering how good that was for me. So I hate that, but I'm going to do it. And um, But one thing I did do was we always take a little break from our fasting and our sacrifices um, on Sundays because every Sunday is a mini Easter, is a celebration. It's not meant to be a fasting day. I know some people keep up their fast through the Sundays of Lent, but Sundays technically are not Lent. They're they're not counted among the Lenten days. So they're not Lent. And so if you do take on a sacrifice or a fast that's hard for you, you are allowed to take a break from it on Sundays. And yeah, I did install those apps on my phone every Sunday. How pathetic is that? But I did do it and also make a special dessert for my family. And I found that at not so much the putting the apps on my phone, but the making of a special dessert or, you know, the whatever it is you're taking a break from the fast together as a family was really a nice way to recognize the joy of Sunday, to recognize the good news and the joy that we're all anticipating at Easter. So it's like a nice contrast between the days of Lent and those fun days on Sunday where we get to celebrate a little bit. Other people might fast from noise in their life, you know, keeping the radio off in the car, 
I mentioned that Relevant Radio app, and I really do love it. And a nice thing on that is that if you're in the car for any length of time, if you're going to be in for like 10 or 20 minutes, on that app, they have prayers that can guide you through the Divine Mercy Chaplet, that can uh, guide you through the rosary. And so you can be driving and you can just put that on. I, I have Bluetooth in my car, and sometimes I have to travel quite a bit for work. And that was a beautiful way to add prayer to my Lent and a kind of an easy way that um, was readily available there. Some other things to fast from. I know some people, and I've never done this myself, who only drink water. Some people only drink water through all of Lent, but you, you, know, you don't have to do that. You could only drink water for one day during Lent. Or um, another thing that a girlfriend of mine did once that I think really worked out well for her was going to bed earlier. For some of us, that would be a joy and we'd love to do it and we can't. But then for others of us, we're less disciplined and we tend to stay up later than we should and we're not taking proper care of ourselves. And so forcing yourself to go to bed earlier um, is a good way to do that. And on the opposite end of that, if you're one of those people that's not getting out of bed in the morning, there's a place to sacrifice there and fast a little bit is making yourself get up a little earlier. Maybe that's where you're going to find the quiet time to add that extra prayer. Also during Lent, a way of fasting as a family is maybe saying no to some unnecessary social events. Take a break from, you know, certain clubs and things, other distractions that are pulling you out of your home and you could cultivate a quiet home life instead. Or you might refrain from unnecessary driving. I remember once years ago, somebody telling me about how during Lent, they decided, now this was an at-home mom, she had a car, but she decided to only use her car on, I don't know what it was, a couple of days of the week. And she would do all her errands on that day. And it was sort of an inconvenience that she was able to offer up because she was having to plan everything on those certain days. And not getting out of the house is a little bit of a sacrifice as well. So that's just another idea that you might consider. Then the next aspect of Lent is almsgiving, giving. And this doesn't just have to mean money. For sure, it can mean money. If you have a rice bowl, that's a great thing. Uh, A few years ago, one thing we did during Lent was we put the rice bowl out on the table. And um, I just encouraged the kids to put money in it for different things. And I let them do chores to earn money to go into it. Uh, We fasted from meat on an extra day during the week, and we put the savings in that jar. I would go to the grocery store and certain things that we usually would buy that weren't really necessary, that might be a treat, whether it was, you know, sugary cereal or, um, you know, some snack or something, we would make an effort to talk about, well, are we going to give this up this week and make a note of the price? And then when I was checking out at the grocery store, this was a nice way to make it real for the kids. I'd keep track of the price of the things we were saying no to because it's Lent and making that sacrifice together as a family. And then I would get that amount in cash back when I paid at the grocery store. So I still was paying the same amount, but I would take that cash back and at home we would put that into the jar. And you can put that money that you're saving together, you know, even if all you come up with is a, you know, five or $10, you know, small kids earning a quarter at a time or whatever it is, but um, it can be a lot more than that, especially if you've got older kids in the house who are earning money. What, decide together as a family what you want to give that to. There might be some national organization you really are a fan of, or there might be somebody you actually know personally who could use that money. You might ask your pastor, for a suggestion of somebody who might be able to use that money or a family in need. There's all kinds of ways to um, give in 
money during the season of Lent. But there are other ways to give too. You might give from your time. Now, this is tough. We're all so busy. But I used to work in a nursing home in the activities department. And I cannot stress to you enough how much we valued people visiting people, that there were people there in that nursing home who had nobody to visit them. And, you know, it haunts me to this day, just knowing those those particular people that I knew personally at that nursing home, and many of them have probably passed on by now, but those people, those kinds of people are present in every nursing home. And so making the time to visit, maybe call the, the activities department of a nursing home in your area if you're not sure how you could give of your time and what they might enjoy. But among the things that we did enjoy having people come in and do with the residents were just sitting and talking with them, playing music with them. Kids would come and make cards and bring it to them. Kids would sing songs for them. One really nice thing was older kids would come in and be matched up with one of the older people and they would just sit and help them to write letters. So the the older person who's no longer able to to write well themselves would dictate a letter. The younger person would write it out and we'd make sure they got mailed to their various family members. So, you know, something simple like that, even if you just did it one time during Lent, it really can uh, benefit other people greatly. And that's a great way to give that doesn't cost you anything but some of your time. Another way to give during Lent would be to donate things from your home, things you already own. Get rid of the extra stuff. We all have so much extra stuff. Go through your closets, go through your cabinets, go through your pantry, go through that closet that you've got all the random things in, or go through your garage, go through your attic. There's stuff that other people could use. And be careful not to give your junk to other people. But if you have clothing that's in good shape, if you have toys that are in good shape, or sports equipment, books, there's all kinds of places that are are happy to take those donations. And I find it's a really great exercise to go through and do this with your kids. If you have a place where you keep their toys, if you have a playroom, or if they keep their toys in their room, spend some time together going through and deciding together, even in a way that might feel sacrificial, which items they might be willing to part with. And it can be a little bit painful, but that's a really great way to teach them the lesson of giving during Lent, which is really what it's all about. And you're not off the hook either. There's probably stuff hanging in your closet right now that you don't need and you don't wear, and you're holding on to it for who knows why. I know I have a lot of items that fit that description, and I'm planning to make a project of it this Lent because it's perfectly good clothing. Either the style doesn't suit me or it doesn't fit me properly or whatever it is, there are people who need clothing in this world. There's no excuse for us to have hanging in our closets all these coats or all these dresses or these pants and when other people are going without. So Lent is a great opportunity to kind of purge your home declutter. It feels great anyway when you're through and give in that way. That doesn't cost you a thing. It costs you some stuff that you have in your house. Another creative way of giving during Lent is giving thanks to people. Have you ever written a note to thank uh, somebody who's made a difference in your life? I know it's important for us to 
practice gratitude, practice the habit of gratitude. And one really great way to do that is by letting the people in our lives know that we appreciate them. Whether you're going to write a note to a parent, I mean, that's an obvious one. What parent wouldn't appreciate a letter from their grown child telling them how much you appreciate them and are grateful to them or um, another family member that you're grateful to? Maybe there's a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life. Maybe your pastor. Have you ever thanked your pastor? Think of all the sacrificial things that a priest goes through, especially in parish life these days. Write him a little note because you know what? He's getting the nasty letters. He's getting the angry phone calls. He's getting the annoyed people talking to him after Mass. So think about giving your pastor a little note of encouragement and giving in that way during Lent. And the final way to give that I want to mention here is forgiving. That's a beautiful Lenten practice. It's something that's hard to do. But I find that Lent is a great time for us to kind of examine ourselves, think to ourselves, am I holding grudges? Where, what am I holding on to? What past pains or hurts or annoyances or, you know, even maybe you don't even remember why you kind of had a falling out with somebody and whether it's a family member or a friend. Lent is a great time to let go of all that garbage and find forgiveness, especially in this year of mercy. It's a beautiful way for us to let go, give mercy, practice the mercy of Jesus in our own lives and in our own relationships. So I would encourage you this Lent to think about, as you're thinking about a way to give this Lent, think about someone that maybe you need to forgive, or maybe someone whose forgiveness you need to ask for, and then do it. Even if you can't contact the person directly or they don't want to hear from you or whatever the situation is, at least work on forgiving them in your own heart and making that move, that first step toward healing, that first step toward letting go. It's a beautiful practice and something that's going to bear a lot of fruit in your Lent if you do it. So that's it. Just some easy, simple ideas that I just want to offer to make you think a little bit. If you have some ideas about how to pray more, how to fast, and how to give during Lent, I'd love to hear from you. You could comment on the show notes. Some ladies have begun doing that, and I'm so excited to have that interaction on my blog. Or you can send me an email at danielle at daniellebean.com. It's a great way to get in contact with me, share some of your ideas, and then I can share them. You know, Lent is a long season. We're going to have future podcasts, so I can follow up and share those in a future podcast with your fellow listeners. And so now it's interview time here at Girlfriends. And this week we're talking with Sarah Reinhard. I had a chance to chat with her. We had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, and we found out some of what she's planning for this Lent. Listen up. Hey, Girlfriends, who are we talking to this week? It's time for an interview. Today is an awesome day at Girlfriends because our girlfriend Sarah Reinhardt is here. Sarah Reinhardt is a Catholic author, blogger, speaker, freelance writer. If you're anywhere on the Catholic internet, you have seen Sarah's name and her work and her love of coffee and chocolate. She contributes regularly to the National Catholic Register, CatholicMom.com, Integrated Catholic Life, Catholic Exchange, and SpiritualDirection.com. She's also the author of a number of books, and she writes a monthly column in the Diocese of Columbus's The Catholic Times. Sarah lives in central Ohio with her husband and her four children. 
Welcome to Girlfriend Sarah Reinhardt. I am so thrilled that you're here. Dude, I had to mute myself because I was like squeeing. I'm pretty sure the baby just peed his pants. <laughs> Anybody who has seen me at a conference knows I do not exaggerate on that. Yeah. I am like, to, to just say, I remember having a broken arm and emailing you with one hand <laughs> as I was holding a toddler and going, Danielle Bean will understand this. Danielle Bean understands Catholic moms. And, you know, I'm packing out and you wrote back so nicely, like, Sarah, what would I know about making dinner <laughs> with, <laughs> with one, one arm? arm? And a toddler. And I'm like, I don't know. You're, you're Superwoman. You must know. Like, that was my first interaction after, like, haunting your blog for years. So oh, it my is, gosh. Uh, a little surreal to me that she of the great makeup and wonderful shoes and awesome Catholic motherhood is interviewing me. So. Oh, well, I'm thrilled that you're here. And you've accomplished so much since that broken arm, both personally in your family life and then professionally. You've published books and you've been published all over online and newspapers and I mean it's just been really exciting to kind of watch the work that you've done and watch it grow um, especially what you've done with Lisa Hendy over at Catholic Mom and the great support you guys are to Catholic women everywhere is just really a joy to watch so I'm thrilled that you're here because I know that your work is really at the heart of what Girlfriends is all about which is connecting women in encouraging and supportive ways and I just described Sarah Ryan hard. So let's get started with our questions. As you know, we ask the same questions to everyone who dares come on the show here, and they're not easy questions. <laughs> no, no, they so. are not easy. In fact, dear listener, I told our dear Danielle that she should have to answer these questions. Absolutely. they are hard. And I promise to do it. I'll promise to do it in a future episode. I'll turn it on me and I'll answer these questions because what I really like about this is that through them, even though they're difficult to answer, we get to know each other a little bit on a deeper level and we get to see the ways in which True. we women all experience triumph and success in our lives and the ways in which we all experience challenges and failures and difficulties and mistakes in our lives. And I think that really just kind of connects us on a human level. So we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right to the triumph, Sarah. So can you tell us about a time oh when you first felt success, achievement, accomplishment? You can talk about it in your professional life or in your personal life. Where did you experience that? And um, what did you learn from that? Does potty training my oldest child count as anything? Um, <laughs> yes, I like that one. <laughs> I, I, I have agonized over these questions, and uh, they get harder as they go. So on the one hand, I remember being uh, in fifth grade. My oldest daughter is 11, so she's in fifth grade, and she fills journals, and she writes, and I can just see this great blossoming happening as she gets older. And uh, I can remember being that age very clearly uh, some difficult things happened in my life right around that age. And I remember thinking at one point, like I could be a writer and I remember tucking that away and never coming back to it. So to some extent, I remember sitting in the living room, looking at my husband and going, I think I'm supposed to write books. And he looked back at me and God bless him. He didn't say you are freaking drunk, Sarah. He just <laughs> smiled at me. <laughs> I was not drunk for the record. I was not drunk. Had had, had no alcohol, but 
you know, and he just supported me. And then That's to get awesome. that first, you know, email from a, pu- from a publisher saying, we're interested in you and me replying going, have you talked to Danielle Bean? Cause she's a way better person for this project. <laughs> um, I, I, I drop your name a lot, Danielle. Go, have you talked to her? Cause she is a better fit. Um, so to some extent, you know, those having those books with my name on the front cover is a little, you know, triumphant. But when I really think about it and I think about standing in front of God, God answer, asking me this question, I, probably I have to look at my kids and my husband and go, probably that path, the holiness that they're driving me down. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so gently at times. I can think of an experience this morning and in which I, they left for school and I went, well, that was a little rocky. We all have those mornings. uh, Yeah. Right. And then you're glad for the coffee, right? Absolutely. Um, I I think the potty training stands out and I'm, I'm sort of joking and tongue in cheek, but it's really hard to identify one thing because I feel like I forget maybe the more important things that aren't as sexy or, or fun. Mm -hmm. well, and, and to some extent, the fact that I'm sitting here talking to you while holding a sick child on my lap, you know, like right. I'm, my baby is sitting here. I, to me, there's some sort of success in the fact that I have a child. Like I was mm-hmm. never going to have kids. I was never going to be a mom. I was better than that. Women are beyond that. And to have experienced that conversion of heart and, and been able to be open to the Holy Spirit and, and God's work in my life. I think that's probably at the risk of sounding like a holy person, which I assure you I am not. That's probably my biggest success. Right. Wow. I yeah. didn't even know that was coming out. See? Sorry. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is alive and well here at Girlfriends. <laughs> I love what he's doing. And I really appreciate you sharing, especially about potty training, because you know what? Maybe that's not going to be Dude. like your big flag of success or something, but that really is one of the great trials of motherhood and not even just the body training, but how very earthy a lot of our daily duties are. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm thinking too, I had girls on top and my last two are boys and the difference between, and you know this because your top is girl and I had boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, with boys, it's a very different earthy experience than it is with girls. For sure. And they're both earthy, but (laughs) <laughs> it's very different flying around the ceiling and, you know, right. look, I can pee on, fill in the blank with whatever yeah. object that looks like a target, you know? I mean, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really one of the, for me personally, that was one of my greatest trials in accepting motherhood was that I could accept it. And I loved Irma Bombeck and I loved all the, the punchlines about potty training and the earthiness of motherhood. But when you're actually experiencing it, day in and day out, you're like, oh, oh, this isn't just a joke every once in a while. This is a day in, day out experience of humbling myself in this way. Yeah, that's a little bit different. And coming to terms with that is a big deal. And so I think it's important to mention those things. And I I love that you're always you're always open to sharing the nitty gritty. And I love that about you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so speaking of the nitty gritty, we're moving right along here. We're going to move on to, um, I'm hoping you'll share with us about a mistake you once made in your personal life or professionally. Some of those are hilarious in retrospect. And um, what did <laughs> okay. you learn from that mistake, Sarah? <laughs> well, uh, you know, when I think about mistakes, I, I get a little teary because I made a lot of mistakes and it it was pre-conversion, but still I knew better, Mm -hmm. um, in college and in the, my young adult years, I could list you a laundry list of, you know, sins that have been forgiven. Thank you to baptism and confession and all those things. Um, so I, that pre-conversion kind of my college years, Mm -hmm. uh, the moral 
choices I made, I would say rank right up there. Uh, recently, a kind of amusing one that taught me how to use my iPhone, although I was on an Android at the time, I've been uh, announcing our varsity girls basketball games because we go to a small country school and that's how desperate there are people. They let me announce the varsity <laughs> they girls. They give games. you a microphone. This is great. <laughs> they give me a microphone and show me the off switch so that in the event that I start yelling at somebody, it's not on. Um, we, everybody's standing up and I had just done this spiel at the beginning about, you know, let's respect the game and, you know, treat each other with dignity, blah, blah, blah. They've got a whole paragraph. I read, of course. you know, gentlemen, please remove your cap. Let's stand up and honor America. And I hit my phone and Megan trainers, you know, I'm all about that. No, about that base. <laughs> no kidding. And I mean, I could see our entire team was like right in front of me and I could see the girls, like their heads sort of marginally turning. And the coach actually looked at me and I'm like, I couldn't look up. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I could not hit my phone fast enough. Oh and I did God. get the national anthem going, but I mean, I'm just laughing because I'm going, this is a huge mistake. And my nieces go to high school, right? So they, they, I saw my niece like the next night. She goes, don't worry, Aunt Sarah. No one knew it was you. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> I, you know. Word travels in a small uh, town, though. funny. <laughs> right. I mean, I can still say it. Like, well, nothing's as bad as Megan Trainer mistake. And they still, like 10 games later, everybody oh. just smiles. And yep. That's mm -hmm. adorable. You know, it's happened to everybody. But, you know, first game out of the gate. Oh, I'm my like, gosh. That is hilarious. Yeah, just everybody's hand is on their heart. And it wasn't a full house because it's girls varsity, but still. Right. Was, I think it made the game memorable. I think so, too. I think so. and it, it, it kept that yeah. announcer girl pretty humble. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was going to all go yeah. to your head if you hadn't done that. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is so true. Oh, that is hilarious. Well, I'm going to keep that one in mind and reference it in future conversations for sure, Sarah. I can't wait. Okay, well, that's a good one. I'm glad you shared that. Um, and now, Sarah, can you share with us, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Who gave it to you this, and how do you implement it? This is the hardest question on is your it? list for me. It is because I've gotten tons of advice over the year, but um, anybody who knows me knows that my ego and I take up separate rooms most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I'll hear good advice and then I'll kind of flush it. And then I come back to it and I, maybe you forget who you even got it from. Right. And I kept coming back to what is the best advice? And like, on the one hand, my husband said years ago, you know, if you have one good friend that you walk through life with you, and I thought, well, that's really good advice. And then I thought, but it's not really changed my life or anything. And honestly, the thing I keep coming back to, even when I think back on my own writing mm -hmm. is in the, our father where Jesus, or in I guess it's not the, Our it's in the, our father, but it's also in the garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is praying, you know, let this cup pass me by, but not my will, but your will. Yeah. And we pray that in the, our father too. And mm -hmm. I guess it's not necessarily advice anybody has given me directly, but mm -hmm. to keep that in mind that it's not about my will. It's not about what Sarah wants. It's about what God has in mind for me and kind of always keeping that prayer of, you know, help me to want what you want. And some days the best I can say is like, let me get my coffee in me, God, before you throw things at me, please, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah. really just turning to that, that scripture, I guess would be, and I learned the Our Father at a young age. I was raised a variety of different Christian flavors, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, Our Father, the Lord's Prayer is part of all right. Protestant denominations too. So, you know, that, but as an adult turning that around and, you know, 
letting Jesus take the wheel in the words of yeah. a song, you know, yeah. whatever imagery it is, you know, the picture of God driving is one that I do turn to quite frequently myself. So mm-hmm. just that, but it's all saying the same thing, you know, let, let him drive, let him, his will be the driving force and the thing that motivates you. Absolutely. Yeah, that is powerful. And I, I totally agree with you that that's sometimes one of the hardest things we pray, I think, if you if you really mean it, because mm-hmm. it's during the hard yeah. times in my life. And when I'm afraid, deathly afraid of something that might happen or something I might lose or um, some pain of some kind where praying those words is terrifying because oh my, all yes. you're thinking is, Oh, yeah, thy will be done. How can I say that if I don't know yet if your right. will matches up with my will? You know, then. Right. And, and, and I can think back to, you know, praying for other people and watching them go through horrendous losses, you know, losses mm-hmm. of children, losses of loved ones, you know, watching people die. Right. And praying that, you know, God, let your will be done. Not, you know, what Sarah wants or what whatever, what we want. Let us accept what you want and see that good. Mm-hmm. That's. I don't know. I may never achieve that. <laughs> I know. I think, it, and, and you know, the people that do, and I, I have a girlfriend in particular I'm thinking of who's led a very difficult life, had a lot of pains as a mom, and she prays those words, and I know she means it, and she shares with me in a way that mm-hmm. I know she means it, and that is such a powerful witness to me, because I'm so weak that I feel that, oh, yeah. you know, the best I can do is pray those words and say, please, God, help me to mean it, because it's yeah. really, right. really tough right. sometimes, and I think that that's a, a beautiful and powerful point for you to make, Sarah. Thanks for sharing that. All right. We'll do one more and then we'll get to your lightning round. Don't be nervous. Are you nervous about your lightning round? No, I'm going to crack up. I'm sure of it. All right. I've heard your lightning round. I know. It's all softball questions. You'll love it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but before we get to it, what's, tell us one thing some people might be surprised to find out about you. I'm not even sure because you're not going to be surprised by the laundry baskets. <laughs> I have a really quick temper and I'm pretty sure that that shines through. I'm not sure. You know, I have a secret desire to curl up and read or ride a horse. Oh, it's I already know those surprising. things. Okay. The problem yeah, I, is I don't, you just. I really, I'm, I'm stumped on that one. You've overshared. I don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> yes. Social media. That's the problem. Okay, here's one. Here's one. I'm thinking of turning off Facebook for Lent. I have never considered that, but it's been on my heart lately. Wow. Yeah. Sorry Sorry to everybody who enjoys the pictures of the baby. Oh, well. You'll have to follow me on Instagram. Exactly. (laughs) Just you're going to take up that time on other forms of social media. (laughs) Well, no, you know what? I'm not on Facebook that much. It's just been on me. I have never done that. Mm -hmm. I've never turned off social media in part because of professional reasons and yes. whatever, but it's kind of been on me this year going into Lent. Like that's, wow. that's what you need to do this year. You need to turn it all off. Good for you. And I'm like, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, wait to hear it like 10 more times before. before you accept that one. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to be hit over the head with a, yeah. Like, well, that's usual. God knows this. He knows he's getting started early. He knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He knows to nudge you early. I think that's great. Well, good. Then we'll look forward to b- pictures of the baby as an Easter celebration on Facebook. That's what it will be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now it is time for your lightning round. Sarah Reinhardt, are you ready? We're going to do 60 seconds of quick, fun questions okay. and find out Let's more go. about Sarah. Here we go. Let's. Okay. Seriously, Sarah, how many cups of coffee do you really drink every day? Uh, usually, I limit myself to one pot. Oh, 
Oh, okay. That's a lot, but okay. Less than I thought. Okay, what's an electronic device that you could not live without? An ele- my Kindle. Okay. Yeah, bookish girl. That's you. All right. What is something that most surprised you since you've become a mother? You can't say poop. We already know that part. Being pooped on by a moving baby? (laughs) Moving. Oh, nice. (laughs) And it was number four. Oh, yeah. Well, they continue to surprise. All right. What's one thing we'll always find in your purse, Sarah? My candle. Okay. That candle's a theme here. And what's the weirdest thing you've ever done to get over writer's block? never had writer's block but oh this doesn't I surprise guess, me i just work through it i just work through it it's like if i've got a deadline and time to write i just plow through and if it sucks i tell the editor it's your problem not mine <laughs> good for you as you know i know as what? an editor <laughs> that's what editors get paid to do writers, i know that's what they're paid for i found that out after i agreed to be one yeah i didn't know but all right there you go you survived excellent job and Yay. we did find out a little bit more about sarah and I didn't get to the one about asking you who what you'd be patron saint of. That would be a good one. What do you think it would be? Oh, coffee. Oh yeah, naturally. naturally. Caffeination. Coffee, coffee and coffee Actually, and chocolate. A mocha. Well, okay, here this would surprise people. This would surprise people. I make a half calf. I make my own free trade because I'm really into this free trade coffee thing because I read about coffee and how it's. So I only do free trade coffee, but I do like half is decaf and half is regular. So I'm not even drinking full full coffee. Wow. I'm this way all the time, Danielle. This... Yeah, it's not the coffee to blame. <laughs> this is this is all natural Sarah. <laughs> it's just me. I love yeah, it. Right. And you just gotta figure out how to bottle it and sell it like five hour energy because then we'll be millionaires. Can you imagine what would happen if I took a five hour energy? Yeah, I probably can. I <laughs> <laughs> because I drink it sometimes. <laughs> I can, it's um yeah, it can be a little crazy, but um I, I reserve it for those times when I'm afraid I'll fall asleep driving or something. But I've definitely done that oh, and then yeah. found myself on the phone like talking a lot faster than a human should ever speak and it's not, <laughs> not really recommended and probably not great for your heart. So not a regular thing around here. <laughs> But Sarah, it's been so much fun talking with you. I want you to just maybe let us know um, something before you have to go, something that you're working on. What's Sarah Reinhardt excited about these days? I am working on a contribution to a book called The Catholic Hipster's Guide to Catholicism. Or I got the title wrong, but Catholic Hipster's in it. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see that, not because I'll be in it. I think that's just them tossing me a bone. I'm excited to see what else, because there's a whole bunch of people who are going to be part of that. I love And those. then Lisa Hendy and I, see, I'm going to take advantage of you, um, pulled together writers from CatholicMom.com. And Danielle, I know you're one of the people in this book. Yeah, And cool. it's the CatholicMom.com daily meditations. So 366 meditations for every day of the year. So that's going to be an incredible book later this year. Can't wait for that to be available. So looking forward to that from catholicmom.com. And thank you, Sarah. You're such an inspiration in all you do. And I just love the beautiful open way that you share about motherhood and your own spiritual journeys and your own experiences of failures and success. I, You're an inspiration to all of us. And I want to thank you for that. But even more so, I want to thank you for, for being a friend to me over these years. You've been such an encourager and a supporter, and it just feels so right to have you here on a show called Girlfriends. 
Yay. Thanks. <laughs> Same back to you. Yeah. And all right. Well, God bless you in all that you do. And thanks so much for being a part of Girlfriends. We love you, Sarah. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. Sarah is always a ton of fun to talk to. She's a lot of energy, as you can hear there. And I just want to thank her for taking the time to come on with us. So now it's time for our girlfriend shout out. We do this once a week to give recognition and encouragement to somebody who's doing good things in their lives. And I look for you guys to share these ideas with me. And this week I did hear from somebody. Uh, this week's shout out is going out to someone special that I heard about from her friend, Georgianne, who lives in Atlanta. Georgianne wrote to tell me about her friend, Christine, who's recently accomplished something really wonderful. Georgianne writes, my friend Christine deserves a shout out because she's a single mom raising three kids on her own, and she recently completed her coursework and became a certified teacher. She is now looking for work as an elementary school teacher, and I just know she's going to be a great one. Christine has worked really hard and made a lot of sacrifices in order to go back to school and plan a better life for herself and her kids, and I could not be more proud of her. Well, thank you for sharing that, Georgianne. And Christine sounds like a pretty special friend, a pretty special mom, and a hard worker, so she definitely deserves the shout-out. Christine, here's your girlfriend's shout-out. Way to go. You are my hero. This shout-out's for you, girlfriend. Now, maybe you, like Georgianne, know someone who deserves a shout-out, or maybe you deserve a shout-out. Write to me, email me at danielle at daniellebean.com, or you can leave me voice feedback if you go to daniellebean.com and click on that little tab on the right-hand side of your screen that says leave voice feedback. It's super easy, and you could hear your own voice in a future Girlfriends. And it's just, I mean, this is meant to be a, an encouraging part of the show. So if you have something that you need a little bit of encouragement about, if you have something that's going on in your life that's good, or if you know somebody who's got some good stuff going on in their life and they deserve a little recognition, this is a great way to do that. So again, give me that feedback and we'll feature you in a future show. Listen up, girlfriends. It's time for the weekly challenge. We got this. Okay, so this week's challenge is easy because we're starting Lent and we talked about different ways to fast, pray, and give some different creative ideas, small things that you can possibly consider taking on this Lent. So my challenge to you is to think of each of those aspects of Lent, praying, fasting, and giving, and choose one small thing that you're going to try that you haven't maybe done in previous Lent, something new that you're going to try to take on in each of those categories for adding prayer, adding fasting, and adding giving to your Lent this season. And share them with me. You can send me a, an email at danielle at daniellebean.com or at facebook.com slash daniellebean. Let me know what those three things are that you're thinking about trying this Lent and give me feedback about how it's going for you because we're going to be doing this together here during these weeks of Lent on the Girlfriends Podcast and we can encourage one another as we take on these new challenges. So I'm looking forward to hearing how it's going for you and good luck. We got this. 
And before we have to wrap up this week, I just want to say thank you to a number of you who left reviews on iTunes for me. I really appreciate it. Leaving those reviews and the ratings and subscribe numbers all really matter. They all go into uh, a logarithm that iTunes uses to determine which podcasts it's going to promote. So the more ratings and reviews and subscribers that I get, the more Girlfriends is promoted and put in front of other people that might consider listening to it. So it's really helpful to me if you leave that feedback, if you leave those reviews. And I just want to thank uh, some people by name who did that. First, there's Sam JMJ, who says she loves Girlfriends. Then there's Frustrated Basketball Fan. She took the time to leave me a review this week. Melissa Joe did. Mother's Wag Yolo did. And finally, Semper Paratus left me uh, a review on iTunes. And I really appreciate it. It's so helpful to me. And it takes just a few minutes of your time. But it's very encouraging to me also to just go through and read those reviews. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode of Girlfriends. I really am honored and I'm humbled by the fact that you take time out of your busy week to spend a little bit of it here with me. And you're the reason I'm doing this. I really want you to feel like you have ownership of this podcast. And the time that you spend here means so much to me. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a Danielle Bean production. Know your worth. Find your joy.